0: Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey everyone, today I'm joined again with my friend, Abby Eisminger. I love her to death, love her videos. She is a hypnotherapist. She's also a psychic medium. Abby, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me back. I am so blown away by your videos because when you hypnotize people, you usually either just talk to them um, and their subconscious, but sometimes you talk to a higher self. And one of the ones that stuck out with me, and we can keep going, but I got to talk to you about this one guy that I could tell you were just talking to him and you talked to him about his life between lives. And you said, okay, I want to introduce you to source. Tell me what source is like. This guy started like getting so emotional and going, Oh, my Oh, my God, I remember this. I remember this. I didn't have this. And he was like crying. And you're saying, What did it look like? You know, and he said, It's like a rainbow of colors, but it's all about love. And we're all connected. Do you remember that one?
1: I do. Yes. I remember that session very vividly. Actually, Oh,
0: I was just I was crying almost. So can you elaborate a little bit more on what happened with that? Yeah, so he actually had come to me
1: looking for, you know, inner healing, child work, things like that. But he had also, you know, left religion and was so conditioned with, you know, God being a man in the sky. And he had asked, yes, before we went in, he asked, can you take me to God, to source? I I want to make my own assumption. So, yeah, I did. And that's actually one of my favorite things to do is to take people to source that way it allows them to create their own truth and he was blown away as you heard through the recording he did he got really emotional the one thing that stuck out to me was the two times in his life that he remembers having that same feeling were at the two very 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 lowest times Mm -hmm. in his life. Mm.
0: And and that's my thing because you know these people aren't acting. It was so moving when I'm listening to his voice and listening to his words and how he is struck by what he's seeing like live with you like oh wait a minute wait oh and then you were saying why do you think people think that God is just a man in the sky and then at first she goes I don't know and he goes oh wait wait they forgot they're part of the collective. That was so, I mean, I just, I have to say that one, I just listened to that one, but there's other ones like the one about Yeshua. And you were like, who is this? And he said, well, this is what you guys referred to as Jesus. And he was actually with Yeshua or Jesus explaining what his message was, correct?
1: Yeah. So basically, this client regressed into a past life where he sold fruit and he actually sold fruit to Yeshua. And what I liked about it was when I was trying to figure out who it was that he sold fruit to, because he explained him as having this olive colored greenish like skin, but he had a glow to him and he was a healer. He would just, you know, look at you and he could heal you or he would touch you and he could, you know, heal you in that way. And basically he sold fruit to him. And they exchanged conversation, and Yeshua actually helped heal him in that moment that we regressed into. What I liked about it was when I asked what his name was, he said, well, humans refer to him as Jesus, but that's not his name. He, he only responds and acknowledges to Yeshua,
0: and, you know, my thing is, you know, a lot of people do go by the Bible and they say he's the son of God. But aren't we all the daughters and sons of God? Was he, you know what I'm saying? Or wasn't he just like any human would be? Or was he even more? So Yeshua was an ascended
1: master. Which means he naturally had, you know, all of those healing abilities that we hear about now. But it's not that he was the son of God, because if you want to be technical about it, we are all (laughs) part of God. We are all part of that collective consciousness. Religion, really the Romans, if you want to get down to the nitty gritty, you know, Romans were the one that created Jesus's story Mm. and gave him that name but he he was not essentially the son of god as christianity portrays him out to be as a matter of fact in that session at one point when we were channeling with yeshua he said it's not my fault that they chose to make a religion out of me i didn't ask for that
0: yeah yeah i have to say i really the more i talk to you guys and you tell me your stories or i hear the stories of people that do not even know each other And I get the same answer with every single thing that I ask about when it comes to religion. And like I said, guys, I am not dissing religion. I'm just explaining my interpretation and Abby's interpretation of what we're seeing so much now. And um, if nothing else, this podcast is more about there's an afterlife. We don't have to be afraid of death but I want you all to put on that little critical thinking cap and go, you know what, maybe there's more than just some dude walking around and being worshiped by people. Jesus had a purpose. He was amazing. He was ascended master probably had millions of lies before he even was Jesus to us. You know, he probably was so wise and still they crucified him because he was saying things that maybe took power away from other people. Do you think that's what it was? That's exactly what it was. He was
1: able to see and do and say things that brought the attention to him. And the reason that they crucified him when we were in that session, we walked through his crucifixion. Yes. And he said, essentially, the reason why I was crucified is because they said I was trying to be God.
0: That'll do it. Wow. Okay. Wow. Well, you know, I love that people get to see and talk to him because there's a lot of people that have near-death experiences and they actually see Christ conscious too. They actually talk to him too. And I don't know if he's one and the same because just like us, I don't know if there's fragments of Jesus too. I don't know.
1: Yeah. You know, there definitely, he is that Christ consciousness, you know, that is essentially the ascended master. And so even connecting to that consciousness that energy is still a very healing energy. I have done sessions with people who have had near-death experiences, and in their near-death experience, they say that Jesus healed them. And when we channel him in the sessions, he will say, well, of course I did, but that's what I do. As an ascended master, it's what you do. You heal the sick.
0: Oh, I just that I mean, I just still can't get that man's voice out of my head. He was just transported even just through hypnosis to that place and just genuinely felt like he was unconditionally loved. And it was just so healing just for me to hear that because it was just so lovely. But I also want to talk to you about some of the people that you hypnotize. They can go to the future and tell you about that, right?
1: Yes, they can. What is going on?
0: <laughs> <laughs> tell me everything.
1: Well, you know, I have some people that will go to like a future earth where we're talking a thousand years in the future. Oh, wow. But Earth is always the most like advanced civilization that you can think of at that point. And oh, wow. okay. there isn't any of this greed and hate, and it's way different than what we live in now. Okay. Here recently, I have had people that actually are regressing into the year 2026, which is interesting really? given it's only just a few years away. But there is supposed to be some pretty transformative things that happen in the year 2026 that is going to be big for Earth,
0: basically. I'm wondering if it's an alien disclosure or some kind of alien contact. But also, real quick, when you... Talk to people that go like a thousand years and they say it's going to be so much better. Well, then what would be the purpose of coming here to learn and to have trauma and to have problems and sadness and even joy? If it's all bliss down here, too, then what's the purpose of coming here then? Right. It's you got everything's got to evolve. Everything has to
1: start from the bottom and work its way up. That's kind of the whole purpose of reincarnation is. That experience of that evolution. So, right now we're experiencing the chaos of it. Right now we're experiencing, you know, Earth transcending into higher vibrations. We are going to be part of that movement, but eventually it will get there. And eventually it's exactly like what everybody keeps saying it's going to be.
0: Like it's going to be peaceful, but like I said, would it still behoove us to come here and learn if we don't have the trauma we have now? Is it going to be a whole different kind of uh, existence than we have now? Obviously different kind of existence. Exactly. All it'll be
1: the lessons that you learn. You're still going to be learning lessons and you're still going to be coming for the experience, but it's going to be a complete different kind of an experience. It's almost like what's in store is what we're striving to get to now but we can't live that right now because we have to work our way up to
0: it does that make sense oh yeah and like the guy that you know we were talking about he was like i don't want to leave i just want to stay here forever and i do get that but i think we also as spirits you know i think we want that contrast i think we still want that physical feeling of being in 3d right is that kind of why we want to come back Exactly. You know,
1: I had a session just a couple of days ago and I was trying to understand on a soul level why souls continue to come back and reincarnate. What's the point? Yeah. Um, i had taken this client to the life in between lives. And we went to her soul's home, like where she goes when she's not incarnating into life. She said, it's boring. She said, you're just energy. You can't experience anything. She said, you can learn, but it's like listening to a cassette tape. That's boring. Mm. You can't feel anything. You can't go through big experiences and, you know, trying times. She said, the soul actually craves that learning experience because you don't get it Without being in a body form,
0: gotcha. it's almost like the spirit needs a dopamine hit, right? I get <laughs> exactly okay. yeah, because when I talk to my mom, I'm like, "What do you do up there?" Because you know she's a greeter and all that, and I and she says, "Well, sometimes her and my uh, stepfather used to sail on sailboats on the lake and stuff, and even around the Gulf." And she goes, "Sometimes Bill and I we go sailing and we have fun doing that." And so, to me, it's like if you're bored. It's not necessarily because you can't make up your own realities even up there. It's more about I need that physical stimulation that I just can't get. As much as it's beautiful and lovely and and all-encompassing love, it's just not the same. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's basically what the higher self has been telling me lately in that space is that it's boring for a soul. They They can't do anything. They can't interact. They can't experience. They can't feel emotion. You know, they can't go through the trials and tribulations yeah. and not being able to do that is, she said, it's it's almost like you're sitting in a classroom, listening to a lecture all day, every day, and never getting anything out of it.
0: Yeah. One person said to you, trauma doesn't translate outside the human existence. Exactly. Yes. Because I wrote that down. I was like, dang. And these people, I mean, these are just normal people like you and I coming in They have no idea that maybe, because sometimes I don't even think you try to go to the higher self. It just kind of happens, right? And then all of a sudden they're giving you all this stuff and they probably get the recording going, holy crap, I said all those things? Yes. You know, in the
1: beginning, the higher self, would we would get to a certain point and the higher self would come forward. I have since learned how to call the higher self forward. And so typically I will take 30 to 45 minutes out of the two hour session to specifically speak with just the higher self for the questions that, you know, people come a lot of times with deep rooted healing that they need, or they've got physical ailments that they want to know the root cause behind. They want to heal that. And the higher self is kind of like what the CIA calls as a universal highway. It's the space that you can go to to ask anything and they know all.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and they do. And the way they speak, it's just with such wisdom, because I can tell when you were talking to that guy that just went, you know, as himself, as whatever his name was, and he's talking about it, he's like, oh my gosh, I forgot this. I forgot, you know, because he was still kind of emotional, right? And he was still just really into it. But when you're talking to someone's higher self, it's not robotic, but it's almost like you're talking to AI in a way, you know, like a, a, an absolute intelligence.
1: It really is, because... The one thing that you'll notice when you listen to my sessions, and it's the higher self speaking, Mm -hmm. the higher self speaks in third person. So they refer to the client as he or she. The higher self always refers to themselves as they, we. It's because it's not just one person or being. It's a collective consciousness of everything that that person has ever experienced in say a thousand lives. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So on average, I don't know if you've even been asked this, do you think a higher self is a conglomeration of hundreds of lives, millions of lives, or does it just depend on the higher self?
1: It really depends on the higher self. I've had some clients that have lived 500 lives and I've had other clients that have lived thousands, like thousands and thousands. So It just depends on the higher self and how eager they are on a soul level to keep coming back.
0: (laughs) Wow. And I know there's people that that have gone to different planets to live and they talk to you about those things. And how does that work?
1: So the one thing you want to keep in mind, I like to compare Earth to Harvard. Okay, Okay. hear me out. Because with Harvard, you have to have all of these prerequisites. You have to... Be the best of the best in order to get in. Not just anybody can go apply and get into Harvard. That's how Earth is. So if you're coming here to Earth and you're a human living right now, this is not your first life. They will never, they, I say they, the collective consciousness, will not let a brand new soul come to Earth. So if you are living here and you're reincarnating here, this isn't your first life. You have lived other lives outside of Earth in other bodies. You've lived as plants or animals or even inanimate objects. I
0: know that the inanimate objects. But, you know, it's so weird that you say that because my husband and I, we were watching something on. I don't remember what it was. It was something, some documentary. And in this documentary, it was the historical one, and they were taking all these old cars and they were smashing them and recycling them. And I felt really bad for the cars. And I don't know why the hell I would feel bad for stupid cars, but I, it makes sense. Yes. What is that? <laughs> what? Well, if you think about it, in order
1: to make those metals, at some point, you know, it, it has its own consciousness, which is weird. Say you talk to a car guy. I know many car guys. And car guys say they feel like cars talk to them. And growing up, I would say that's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. (laughs) But now I understand in the sense of the work that I do, it makes sense that if you are passionate about that, you can connect with that energy and literally work with it.
0: Well, because everything is energy. I mean, just like even if you've got a thousand lives or a million lives here on earth or wherever you've been to, I don't think there's newer old souls. I think there might be a a new fragment of a soul, but I think we're all kind of, it's not like God keeps pushing out new souls. That is true. Yes. So when you hear old soul and
1: new soul, the higher self says those terms typically refer to living oh. in the earth dimension. Okay. So, a newer soul is going to be a soul that maybe hasn't incarnated here on earth as often. Okay. An older soul is going to be a soul that's done this many, many times. Okay. Because some souls have been on earth, you know, 500, 1,000 times. Other souls come. They live a couple of really, really rough lives. They learn what they're here to learn. And then they're like, I'm not going back. I'm going to keep going.
0: Yeah. Somebody asked you in one of the sessions, they said, do you see a trend where people kind of look like each other or they kind of have the same characteristics? And what did you tell them?
1: That's a really good question. I believe that the higher self explains that everybody is different. Everything is different. Everybody is here to experience every different characteristic, every different religion, every different, you know, body style, body type. There's not one that's the same. And that's the whole point of coming and having an experience here is literally to experience every different thing person place thing that there is to experience it's
0: just mind-boggling and one of the persons that you you were talking about time with and you're like "Why is time and all that and i've talked to people about time on earth so we don't have to get into that but her higher self was almost getting frustrated with her own explanation of how because she was like it's hard to explain she said but the multiverse is and then she went it's just so much more and i can't explain it Because it's hard for the human brain to wrap its head around it.
1: Yes, I actually hear that a lot from the higher self. You know, the higher self is trying to articulate the knowledge that they have into human words. And I think that sometimes, especially when we get to questions like that, the higher self can't articulate that into human words that make logical sense to a human because... There are just some things we're not meant to fully understand, no matter how bad we want to.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you're right. I think we're here to have a human experience. And the fact that we're trying to get out of that, you know, my husband grounds me so much. Thank God. Or I would be airy-fairy all over the place with this stuff because I just want to understand. And, you know, just live your life, Leslie, and enjoy it and be human, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, because it's really easy to get yourself wrapped up in this. I mean, and I don't mean it like, oh, that's all I think about. But it just makes me go, oh, wait, but that leads to another question. And that leads to another question. And what about that? And your questions when you talk to people when they're under Abby, you have the best questions. I mean, do you have a list of what they kind of want? And then you go from there. How does it work when someone has a session with you?
1: So I always ask my clients to bring me eight to 10 questions of their own. Now the questions that I typically end up asking, like I'll ask one main question and then I end up asking more and more questions. And those questions are not planned. Those are just me listening to the higher self speak and following my intuition and asking deeper questions to better understand the response that we are given. Because Sometimes the responses, they're wonderful, yeah. but in my human consciousness, I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> Explain that more. Exactly. Give me more.
0: <laughs> yeah. When you talk to them, do they remember and how do they feel? Like, do they feel like they're sleeping? What What's that like?
1: It's different for everyone. For instance, yesterday I had a session. It was an amazing session. And my client, she was really worried that she wasn't going to be able to do it successfully. Oh. And she did it so well. Her higher self was very, very articulate, came right through, asked every question. But when she woke up, she literally said, I'm so sorry that I fell asleep on you. Um And that always makes me laugh because I was like, oh, honey, you did not fall asleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then you handed the tape and they're like, oh, my God. <laughs>
1: yes, now, yes. Do you ask Today, yeah. my client, he remembered the most of it. And he said, I I was there, I was present, but I couldn't figure out where in the heck these words were coming from. So it just, it's different for every person. And I can't tell you that, you know, one person is going to for sure see it or feel it one way because I might feel that. And then in the end, they remember everything. But when they do remember it, it's mainly remembering like a dream. So after the first five or 10 minutes, it becomes very blurry for them oh, yeah, and they have yeah. to go back and they have to listen to the session for it all to really, really connect with them.
0: Because some of the things, girl, some of the things you say, or they say uh, it's a little scary. I don't mean it like, Oh my gosh, glooming doom. It's just, it's so it's really scary. You know what I mean? I mean, what do have you been kind of frightened lately by some things? There
1: are many sessions where, there are long pauses because I am trying so hard to take in what I'm getting yeah. and find a good enough question to follow up with that. Oh, if sure. that makes
0: sense. Oh yes. I, I interview I'm people. I get it. Speechless. Oh, really? Really? I mean, can you, can you share something that's really kind of blown you away lately? So
1: here lately I have been talking about backdrop people, non-character players, okay. which essentially are, I'm not going to say souls because these beings are soulless. And I've been trying to understand why do we have people on earth that have no souls? So what the higher self has been explaining, you come here for a purpose. You come here to learn lessons, Mm -hmm. but you don't learn those lessons, right? Right. So you have to come back and do it again. When you come back and do it again, you have to manifest more backdrop people every time. If you don't learn it, then you come back and there's more backdrop people. And then there's more backdrop people. But then when you get into it even deeper, these backdrop people that you're interacting with in their own dimension, where they're learning their own lessons, they have a
0: soul. I mean, it's just a dimension. It's just a frequency. But so backdrop people, let's explain that to the listeners that may or may not know what that means.
1: So essentially, uh, a non-character player or a backdrop person is a being that is here on Earth to help you with your experience, whether that's helping you through the trauma, the lessons, or they have a, a big part of, you know, Earth's game, we'll call it. Um, some have big parts, some have little parts, but they are all here to help the human experience. Because let's face it. Six billion people with souls isn't necessarily completely possible, according to the higher self. That's too much. It's too much energy. It's too much on one planet. So they have to create these backdrop people that help you with your experience without being exactly like you.
0: It It makes you wonder if the backdrop people are just little tiny fragments of someone else's soul that are just there to help. And then they just absorb back into where they're supposed to be.
1: Exactly. But they don't have a soul. So when wow. you interact with people, it's like you're talking to a wall. There's no emotion. There's no experience. You almost when you communicate with them, if you run into them, because not everybody does. Some people run into more than others, and some never interact with the backdrop person.
0: It's almost like having, it's almost like trying to communicate with a residual ghost, right? Yes, literally, it is. Okay. Now, so Dolores Cannon, many
1: years ago, the higher self explained to her that it was holographic images of these, we'll say fragments of these backdrop people Uh that were being put into our game. Well, because of the way the earth has evolved and how many people there are, it's no longer like that. It's not a holographic image. It's actually a fracture of a soul that we have manifested. Mm. Like, I manifest my own backdrop, people you manifest your own backdrop people. We don't manifest the same people. Okay. Which is one thing that just really blows uh,
0: my human mind. Just, <laughs> I don't even Yeah, because I was thinking backdrop people would be the people all the people that are surrounding you at a concert. You know what
1: I mean? <laughs> and, and that is essentially sometimes yes that is the case. It's almost like they're here to fill the empty spaces. Yeah,
0: and that's just getting so deep and I know my my listeners are like okay, wh- what? I mean <laughs> But, but you know, but that's the thing. I mean, when you talk to these higher selves and they just go off on the stuff, you got to, you got to take it when you can, because they're explaining it. And it's just so incredible to me because to me, there's so much more. And I almost think, and I've said this so many times on my podcast, Anything's possible now. I think almost anything is possible. Yes. I get so many people that will ask, well,
1: can this happen or can that happen? And even though I may not have experience in a session, I always tell people, literally anything is possible. There are infinite timelines, infinite dimensions. So just because I have an experience doesn't mean that it's not very, very possible. And it's happening in another dimension or another timeline. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. I mean, I can conjure up something. And if you can imagine it, it's it can become something. It's almost like when you have the 3d printer, if you can imagine it, they can make it happen, you can make it happen or something else can. So it's just so incredible to me. So girl, I, I got to have you back on because I know you have to go and I'm I'm on a timeline today. So I'll let you go early. But tell everybody where they can find you definitely going to have you back. And we can talk more about this. But tell everyone where they can find you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on my website, which is theangelicsoul.com. Or if they are familiar with TikTok, I have a link tree in my TikTok bio, and it will take you to my website, to my booking, to my Etsy shop, all of my locations in one spot.
0: Okay, and you know, I'll add that to my show notes. Girl, every single time I talk to you, it's incredible, and I leave with my mouth wide open. (laughs) Thank you again for being on my podcast. Absolutely.
1: Thank you so much for having me back. I really enjoy coming.